Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Peter Waltz. This week, we continue our focus on the biggest issues affecting businesses and organizations globally. That's the spread of COVID-19. And along with bringing you critical updates and critical events that are happening in these countries, we're also really fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers that are practicing on the ground in these jurisdictions and are helping their clients every day move through these difficult times. Well, since the outbreak, we've been getting updates from ELA colleagues all around the globe, initially from China, then Italy, Korea, then across Asia, Europe, Latin America, and here in the U.S. And today we're going back to Asia to discuss the situation in Thailand. Joining us today on the program is Steve Helwig, a senior attorney from our ELA member firm in Thailand, Price & Own. Steve is joining us from his office in Bangkok. We're hoping he can shed some light on how business is impacted in that country and what recent legislation and government directives have been put in place to help impact that economy. Steve, welcome to the program. I hope you're safe and sound in Bangkok. How are you today? Thank you, Peter. Doing very well. Thank you. So let's talk about the current situation in Thailand. Just give us the lay of the land. What's going on outside your window today and what's life like in that country? I think Thailand's been handling this very well. As of today, you know, the reports that have been coming in of daily new coronavirus events, there's been fewer than 10 a day and maybe one death every couple of days. And so the the crisis has been fairly mild here. It's not business as usual. There is a shutdown in place that affects most retail operations, you know, those that are basically service providers that provide face-to-face services as well as large areas, large businesses where people tend to congregate, like retail operations. So those have all been shut down. There's a curfew in place as well, but it's late in the evening from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. So that's affected business somewhat as well. But, you know, it's, it's been a very surprising experience on the upside. Thailand wasn't nearly as hard hit as some other countries, and people have been compliant with the measures that have been imposed with the shutdown and the social distancing and wearing masks, which is very prevalent in Asia when people are sick anyway. So it's been a fairly non-surprising event. So tell us what measures are available to employers to deal with employees as a result of the COVID-19 virus. What's in place for employers to work with? Well, employers have a number of options that are already available under law. So before COVID-19 became an issue, they grant some relief to employers, but not, not a whole lot. One of those that's, that's codified under the Labor Protection Act here is the ability for employers to effectively shut down operations temporarily when there's a major event that impacts the business, send the employees home and pay them 75% of their salary, but the employees don't work. So yes, you know, there's some relief there for employers, but not a whole lot. So employers have, have been looking at other options that have been made available as well recently. One of these is just to basically to interact with your employees and get an agreement with them to work from home for regular pay. So if it's a business that's still able to operate, you know, the employees will work from home and get normal pay. If the business is really, really being affected, the business may declare a force majeure. That's something very untested under Thai law, but it basically is a declaration by the employer saying, we can't pay you, but we don't want to terminate you. So please stay at home and until things get better, we're unable to pay you and we're effectively going to be dormant until that time. So those are a few options available. The government's made some options available to the employees as well, very limited, and they're very progressive. So basically employees who make under 
500 US a month effectively, which is less than the minimum wage or average wage here as well. You know, they're entitled to some social security relief if they're laid off temporarily or as a result of force majeure. And there's some tax relief as well for the employers where they can get an extra deduction if they keep employees on the books. So there's some, some relief that's been put in place, but nothing like the massive relief in the U.S. or the U.K. or some other more developed jurisdictions. Let's talk about foreign employees that are working for Thai companies. Are they impacted differently than Thai employees are? Well, yes, they are, because foreign employees here, they need to have a work permit and they need to have a visa. And those need to be updated regularly, in most cases, you know, once a year. So if you have a passport, for example, that's running out, you need to get your passport renewed. You might have trouble doing that because a lot of the embassies here won't provide that service. So the government here has been cognizant of that and they've offered some relief. So if you have a passport that's expiring during the COVID-19 period, you're not going to be kicked out of the country or anything like that. You know, you'll be able to keep that in place and stay here during the period until things get better. You know, renewing the work permit as well. There's been some leeway granted there. The main difficulty is for employees who maybe they're traveling and when all of this happened, you know, they're out of the country because right now until the end of May now, international flights have been banned. So flights incoming to Thailand are not permitted except on a very limited basis. So it's going to be very difficult for those foreign employees who are out of the country to come back here and do work. So yeah, the arrangement for them has been to hopefully get them to be able to continue their work from whatever country they're in and do it on a remote basis. Steve, so let's talk about the kind of back to work scenario. And again, I know you're not under a quarantine or a lockdown at this point, but how are people now addressing the workspace differently than they might have before COVID? Are there any regulations in place? Do employers have to provide certain services or some validation of cleanliness or any other issues? What types of things are happening in the workplace that may be different now than before? Yeah, there are a lot of guidelines in place. It's interesting because, you know, the guidelines are basically recommendations to make sure that employers respect and enforce social distancing. But there's nothing mandatory. There's nothing like a, there's no penalty if you don't comply with these. But Given the culture here, it's been a non-issue. I mean, employers have been more than happy to comply with that, and employees as well. So, yes, there's social distancing encouraged by most employers. When you get on an elevator here, there's areas marked where you can stand, where you're suggested to stand. When you enter into an office building, your temperature is checked. You go to a coffee shop, there'll be areas where you're permitted to stand so there's proper distance. Again, these aren't being mandated in any sense, but they're being strongly encouraged. And so employers have implemented them and employees are more than happy to comply with them. There's been no backlash or anything about, you know, the social distancing measures or any other measures that have been proposed by the government. It's been a very, very accepting public to these measures. As I hear you say this, it's so interesting because here in the U.S., where we are, I mean, I'm wearing a mask out to the store. I'm wearing a mask out to the bank. And I've never worn a mask before, but yet in, in, in the Asian cultures that you're in, this is something that they just, it's almost like, oh, here we go again. We're going to run through this. And I'm really curious as to how this will evolve in the rest of the world where people are just not used to this kind of practice. My sense is there's going to be a lot of lessons learned from our colleagues over in Asia. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, when people are, even before COVID-19, you would see masks every once in a while because if people feel sick, they do it not to avoid getting sick, but to prevent others from getting sick. So yeah, there's a cultural issue when people would 
I think in the U.S., they would see Asians visiting the U.S., and if they're wearing a mask, there's a concern, oh, well, you know, they're afraid of us. No, what they're actually doing, it's, uh, it's being polite to prevent you from getting sick from them. So, yeah, it's been a good practice, and yeah, and as a result of that culture, it's been very easy to implement that during COVID-19. Well, Steve, it sounds like Thailand is in the right place, and I'm hoping the world will take lessons from this. And certainly, I hope our listeners who are listening in on this podcast can spread that word that, you know, this may be the new normal for the rest of the world. It seems like it has been something that's a generally accepted practice in many of the countries in Asia, and they've accepted it and moved into it as kind of just a way of life. And I guess that's the big adjustment that us here in Latin America and North America and Europe and those places where we really haven't had this kind of a challenge are going to need to start to address those issues. Yes. Well, listen, Steve, I really appreciate it. I hope you and your family and your colleagues are well. Thank you so much for your contribution. We'll check in with you soon to see how things are going on in Thailand. But thanks for your contribution today. Okay. Thank you very much, Peter. Take care. If you'd like to connect with Steve Helwig from Price and Owned, our ELA member in Thailand, or any of our members around the world, just search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page, click on the drop-down box, choose the jurisdiction you're interested in, and you can email or call our lawyers directly. Also, while you're on the website, please sign up to get downloaded white papers, on-demand content from our library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a broadcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.